Les Shan is the founder and CEO of Australia's number one sales training company, Boom Sales. Sales expert and fast growth specialist and author of two business titles, Outlaw and The Naked Salesman. Not for the Average podcast exposes the secrets to extraordinary performance in sales, entrepreneurship and business growth. Warning, this show is not for the average. Welcome to the Not For The Average podcast. I'm Trent Leishan. For most people spend their entire lifetime working hard for money, but how many can say that they have their money working hard for them? Today, we'll discuss how to start the process to genuine wealth creation and financial freedom. I'm joined by Elio D'Amato, Executive Director at Lincoln Indicators, Australia's leading provider of ASX stock market research and managed fund solutions. Welcome, Elio. Thank you so much for having me on, Trent. Great to have you. And what do you do at Lincoln Indicators, Elio? Well, look, our entire business, to be honest with you, has been set up to take very complex theories of investing and making them really easy and digestible and more importantly, executable by investors. We help them avoid financial disasters by telling them what stocks are unhealthy and then give them a list of stocks to choose from in order to identify the quality elite businesses that align to the objective they're trying to achieve. Basically, I call myself a bit of an enabler. Actually making that complex theory and putting it into something simple that people can use, it's a pretty cool thing I do. Ah, very good. Well, you're definitely an educator. I've seen you all over the place in the media. Mm. So is it the core of what you're doing, wealth creation? Yeah, ultimately, that's what it's about. Yeah, I mean, there's no point looking at stocks unless unless you're going to be serious about generating wealth. And and really, that's what people do. And look, the share market's been incredibly successful for many investors over many, many years um, who have been uh, able to invest in great businesses. And as those businesses have grown, they've been direct beneficiaries of that. And many of them have uh, been able to fund their own retirements by doing so. Oh, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. Is the concept of, you know, retirement and financial freedom, is that a myth? And can the average person actually achieve it? Yeah, look, it's interesting because the word freedom would suggest you don't have to pay anything. But in reality, (laughs) you've always got to pay the ferryman. And to be honest, the more money you make, the more you'll end up paying. So look, financial freedom is not possible. But what is definitely possible is to not feel stress or worry about what it is you want to desire or what it is you desire in life to do. You know, you get to a stage in life where, yes, you, you there's certain things you want to achieve and to not have the financial stress of, can I afford to do it? No, you can definitely achieve that state. So whilst, yes, you always have to pay someone something, the ability to live life without the stress of saying, can I actually do what I really want to do? you can definitely solve that problem. Look, there's different vehicles to invest, isn't there? There's property, yeah. there's, there's shares, there's businesses, there's Bitcoin. Oh. Uh, what are the most valuable asset classes? Look, to be frank and honest, the best way to make money, to wealth creation, is to run, build, and create your own successful business. If you can't do that and don't have the inclination to do that, or if you've already mastered that, well, the next best way to make money is to actually invest in a successful, great business. And really, that's what share investing is all about. I mean, we know shares as being three-letter codes. We hear about it on the news. They go up, they go down, et cetera, et cetera. But what we forget is that they're real businesses. And ultimately, at the end of the day, if you find a great business, you'll find a share price that looks after itself over the long run. Mm. So if Mm. you don't have the means or if you have already created your own great business and that's the best way to generate that significant wealth, 
then to get your money working for you, the next best way is to invest in a successful business itself via the share market. Okay, gotcha. So a lot of the listeners will be either working in a business, selling, mm. uh, building businesses themselves, or they might own a business. Mm. What makes a valuable business? What makes a great business? Well, there's a few aspects to it. Um, of course, we're limited by time, but obviously the three essential ingredients are one, that they're financially healthy, that they're, you know, managers are worried about growing the business, not paying the bank manager back, which is a very stressful exercise to do. Two, you want evidence that the people steering the ship have actually delivered for investors in the past. Um, you know, it's not well and good. You know, you've got to have someone who has a track record. The business has had some history and success of growing their operations. They can actually master what it is they say they do. And then the third, you need to make sure there's no immediate roadblocks for that business. Um, you know, they, there's no impediments to future growth, that they can continue as a going concern. All those aspects are things you need to consider, uh, mm. active risks as we like to call them. So ideally, the name of the game is to find a healthy business who has had people at the helm that have delivered in the past and should deliver into the future. And if you can nail that in your stock selection processes, that's how you achieve long-term outperformance. Okay, so that sounds confusing. That sounds like I've got to invest time and energy into learning. And why don't most people do that? So why, yeah. why don't we invest and why should we? And does it link back to education and understanding? Well, anything in life really involves an investment in something. and. To be a successful investor, you do have to invest a little bit of time in yourself, in your education, in your knowledge. Although that doesn't necessarily mean you've got to down tools and give up what you do as your day roll and then all of a sudden, you know, become a share investor going cross-eyed looking at a computer screen every night. That's definitely not the case. Understanding how you can get your money working for you is simply mm. about learning, you know, what it is you're trying to achieve, why is it you're investing in the first place, and then finding the best avenue to actually go about investing, be it either DIY, doing it yourself, mm -hmm. which does require a bit of time and definitely discipline, or alternatively, finding someone else that'll manage you, that money that you've earned mm. on your behalf, okay. Um, okay. be it either through a managed fund or some other vehicle like that. Ultimately, the name of the game, though, really is about once you do have a cash pool, then getting that money working for you. Mm. And ideally, what is required is a little bit of investment in, in, in yourself to get a little bit of financial literacy, to build that up so that you can then understand what options you have available to you and what suits your current state of life. Financial literacy. Mm. Now, if you think about it, how much do we know about money? How much do we genuinely know about creating wealth? What are the things we're taught at school? And do we have an unhealthy relationship with money? When you think from an early age, we're taught things like money doesn't grow on trees. Yeah. Uh, money might, might make you happy, Elliot. Mm, no. Money is the root of all evil, <laughs> yet we're all chasing it. We're all working hard chasing money, accumulating money, but um, at what cost? And how do we get our money working for us yeah. is, is really the question that I'm trying to answer today. No, and look, obviously the, the, the thought about money is actually, it's the second question. Really, we need to be going back, what lifestyle do I desire? You're going and, two questions deeper here. Well, they, absolutely, like you it. must, because like you need to understand what, it, what lifestyle is it that you're looking to achieve, because ultimately that will then tell you what level of money or wealth that you will require in time, mm -hmm. and therefore what work you can put into to get that. But Are you talking about goals? 
goals? Well, I'll get to that in a moment, mm -hmm. but you did touch on the financial literacy and it's one of my great laments. I mean, you know, you know, remember the days when you'd go to the Commonwealth Bank and you'd get your little piggy bank that was like a, a I bank do. there. I and, do, it was an elephant actually. That's right, excellent. I think it was an elephant. And we were, well, most likely a pig probably given their piggy yeah. banks, yeah. but you did, you learnt the, the discipline of putting money away and then inevitably what would happen is you'd, it'd be full and there'd be this pool of asset and you would sit there and you would understand the value of what it was that you were mm. doing, the slow accumulation of money that you were putting in. It didn't look like much when you were putting 20 or you know 50 cents in there at a time, mm. but then once it came out as a collective, it was actually a significant amount of wealth. Mm. Now, Without interest and without compounding. No, we need to right. talk about compounding. Yeah, that's uh, right. But then, of course, that's the savings part. The other part that's severely lacking is understanding mm. what debt is and how debt actually has a significantly bad impact, particularly, you know, there's a saying in investing, the sooner you start investing, the better. The problem is also mm. the sooner you start accumulating debt, the worse. And in fact, it can be a compounding impact that would then eventually mean it takes you much longer to repay because generally often most people take on debt when they really can't afford it. Mm. And there's good debt and there's bad debt, isn't there? So that's oh, a, longer, a longer conversation, yes. isn't it? Yeah, so, it is, yes. um, so touching on that financial literacy and who do we learn from? Mm. Who do we get advice from? Yeah. Um, parents, Ideal. friends, people in our circle, or we can go and pay and get advice. Yes. Uh, again, that's hit and miss sometimes as well. Of course. Um, so, you know, and some of us don't have the time to do that. No. So if we don't have the time because we're working too hard chasing money, what options do we have? We need to find somebody to do it for us. Correct. That's right. So you've got a few options there available to you. Ultimately, though, there, again, I come back to that point. There has to be a, at least a minimal amount of time that you invest in yourself, that you actually understand those concepts. Because too many people, and we've seen it before, who, who join Stock Doctor and you know have the idea that they can do it themselves, but don't understand the time and effort required in order mm. to do that. So once discipline, they discipline, discipline, once they understand commitment, yes, all those things, energy. Of course. Time. And passion. Passion. Yes, got to have that. All precious resources. Yes, so uh, is that one of the reasons we don't do it? Because we don't have time. We don't have the discipline. You think about it, you know, like we all want to get fit. We could all have six packs. So I don't know about you, but I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm packing a few over the six pack. We could all have a six pack, but do we have the time? Do we have the discipline? Correct. And is it important to us? That's right. Is so it does it come back to creating wealth not that important to us, or we don't have the right goals, we don't know our goals, or we just don't know what to do? More often than not, it's we just don't know what to do. We all know we should be doing it, okay? We know we should be healthier in our life. We know we should be you know, spending more time with our families, all those sorts of things. But it's how do you do it? How do you actually achieve the goal mm. of wanting to, uh, to do that? And that's, again, important because, you know, you mentioned earlier, you've got to have you know, that money working for you, possibly having someone else do it for you. But then what's involved there in that investment? Because that seems like a no-brain. All right, great. I'll give it to someone. Give it to a money. fund manager. Yeah, I'll give it to a fund manager. Like so LinkedIn indicators. Yeah, but there's a few things. Great idea. In, yeah, there's a great, it is a great idea. But even then, if someone from this podcast were to think that, I'd love them to, you know, think about some serious questions to ask us, mm. you know, because ultimately at the end of the day, when you're managing money, it's a business of trust. Mm. And you really want to understand, okay, you know, what it, is, what, what it is that drives the fund manager? What is it that drives their stock selection process? What is it they're looking for? What, what are they wanting to achieve? What's the company's purpose? What's, what's the reason for each staff member waking up every single day and going to the office and doing their job?
job. Mm. Now, I know these might sound like pretty soft questions, and most likely if you call a call centre, you're going to get a bit of a blank response that comes back at you. Pay back off the call centres, please. But at the end of the day... <laughs> But at the end of the day, that's effectively what it is. If you're going to give the responsibility of managing your family's future prosperity to someone else to manage, mm. you have to build a strong element of trust in mm -hmm. not only the people, but also in the process that they follow. Gotcha. Which is investing in good businesses. They have all in those our view, that's that exactly what we do. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So that makes absolute sense. Absolute sense. Um, and if we're running our own business, we need to think about some of these things as well. Oh, um, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're in the people business at the end of the day, irrespective of what it is you do in who life. Who told you that? Oh, I, I might have picked it up somewhere. But um, we're, uh, no matter what it is you do, be it either money management, building widgets, uh, landscape gardening, it, it doesn't matter. Mm. Effectively, you're still working and managing people. Mm. And ultimately, it's about expectations, it's about meeting goals and meeting objectives, and you need to gain comfort from the counterparty that that's going to be met. And, and look, you know, obviously, the share market can be volatile, though. So that's mm. part of you know, that's part of my role mm. in the education to explain the process of that and the reason why we are long-term investors, the benefit of compounding and, and all those sort of things and allowing time. There's so much we can talk well, about. There, there is a lot. We've got to keep it on point. But the compounding, the rule of 72, all that oh. sort of stuff is very, very cool. Very, yes. very cool. But that's strategy, isn't it? That's having goals and that's, that's having a, a strategy. Um, well, that rule of 72, for those that may not actually be aware what it is, what it is is it's the magic number 72, whereby if you divide any number into 72, it tells you how long it takes to double your money, um, assuming you're reinvesting all your profits and your gains. So if you achieve 10% a year, for example, yeah. and divide that into 72, then effectively mm -hmm. that means it takes you 7.2 years in order to double, double your, money. your money. What? What? $100,000 uh, plus 10%. Yep. Per annum. Per reinvested. Annum. Reinvested. Correct. Okay. Will double in 7.2 years is correct. the rule. That's right. Okay. So, and obviously, what if you, what if you add to that? Oh, what if you start? The magic of investing. This, this is where I get excited. This is the multiplier effect. Bingo. If you have the means to be making regular, you know, contributions, you're in that accumulation phase. Think of the power of that compounding where you're not only getting the 72, the 7.2 years of doubling that, but you're also making regular contributions into that. Mm. Take that also if you can improve those returns and get even a little bit more than say something like that, which is quite difficult. As with anything in life, the higher you want to go, the little bit more time you've got to invest mm. in it all. But if you do want to give it, you can actually double your money sooner, make that contribution or go in there even harder. And then all of a sudden, the benefits that over the long run of how mm. that builds in wealth, it's just huge. And it's always one of those things I love to explain to people, the power of compounding, because we don't really understand it until it's in our hands and we start to see the fruits of our mm. labor mm. build upon build upon build. Mm. And it's just a wonderful, wonderful piece of investing science. And something we don't learn at school. No, and, and unfortunately, and also, to be honest, many people probably listening to this podcast aren't even teaching their own children. The rule of 72, the magic number 72, yeah. the rule of compounding. We know about the rule of compounding, but yeah. how does it work? How does it apply to us? And you've given us a great snapshot into that. <laughs> well, I, 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 would do have to, I do have to quickly drop, though, the greatest investor of all time, Warren Buffett. He said that his only regret in life is that he didn't start investing earlier. His first mm. stock that he bought was 11, he was 11 years old. 
And what that is effectively saying in that lesson is, or that quote, is he's trying to teach us that the sooner we start investing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the better. Mm -hmm. So if you're sitting there thinking, geez, I really should be getting into this investing caper somehow, the time to start is now because your biggest asset in investing is time. Only fills rush in. Only, well, only got for, if you go Start blindly, small. Yeah, of course. Yes, of course. Get start the right advice. Talk to the right people. Mm -hmm. um, find people that are independently wealthy and understand wealth, understand yes. shares, understand property, understand how to grow a business. That's mm. That's got to be something we need to be thinking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, learning being, from um, the right people. You could try to do it yourself if you've got the time to do that, or you go to experts with a proven track record and have a history of delivering mm. um, and uh, rely on their expertise. I mean, the great thing about a mentor is that what you're trying to do is two things. One, find the tips that will make you successful, and two, avoid the mistakes that they've made most likely. Mm. You know, that would set you back. And the idea is if you make less of the mistakes and more of the wins, then again, that's mm. what compounds over the long run as a major benefit. That's why you need mentors in life. Okay, so I agree wholeheartedly. And they can, I've had some great mentors myself. The great, late, great Big Kev yeah, was a great indeed. mentor. Uh, but thinking about this as a concept of chasing money, mm. but making it work for us and the unhealthy relationship we have with money because we're so obsessed by it. Yeah. We're chasing it constantly. We're trying to chase and accumulate constantly. Mm. Um, so I, I guess that can come at a cost or that could be fun, but some of the tips and tricks that um, some people might have worked out over the years in terms yep. of trial and error can be valuable for us. So that's why we need to find the right people to, to, to learn definitely. from or invest that in our own knowledge, Correct. which is self-educating yes. and cutting through financial illiteracy, yes. trying to understand what works for us personally. Um, goals are important. Oh yes, they're um, It seems to me the currency these days is convenience mm. and time we seem to be you know time poor yeah more time poor than ever we all have busy lives we have things like smartphones we're constantly on when we're, when we're working mm -hmm. so we're chasing this concept of being financially free is that a reality or not can we yeah. be ultimately free um or you talked about freedom mm -hmm. earlier uh, is it something that we're chasing that's like a mirage or yeah. is it yeah, look, it's what's, an what's the thinking it's process? An interesting because we're all chasing it. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned it there, that instant gratification that society brings now, it's, it is it is a bit of a curse when it comes to investing. I mean, I hate going to barbecues. I mean, well, actually, I like the, the task, but inevitably when you meet someone new, the question comes up, what do you do for a living? And I sort of normally try to say I'm either an architect or a marine biologist, but then inevitably it gets to what I actually do do for a living. You're too charismatic for that. And look, the problem, <laughs> the problem becomes, though, once you immediately say that you know what the next question is going to be and the question is how do i get rich no oh, no can you make me rich elio no it's not even about that it's no. just give me a tip give me a tip give me a tip okay give me a stop give me one tip what is your tip now look start that, now you said well that is right exactly that is my tip but yeah. my, what i do inevitably ask back is i say okay i'll give you a tip but what is it you're trying to achieve Mm. Now, in 99.9% of cases, it's a blank look. No, people mm. actually don't even know what they really want. You're, you're, no, true. you're giving them this idea or concept that it's financial freedom once they retire, the, the mm. ability to not be drained down by their finances to enjoy the lifestyle they want. Yeah. But in this instance, most people just want to make money. Oh, I just want to make money. Accumulate. Of course. But you can make money in different ways in the mm. share market. You know, in fact, 
it, the share market is a cesspit of conflict. For every person who thinks the stock is a buyer, someone's got to believe it's a sell. Now, the thing is, is that both parties might actually be right, and it's got nothing to do with the share price. It's about what their investment objective actually is and what they're trying goals, to achieve. Goals, goals, goals. Absolutely. Mm. Because if you don't mm. know what you're trying to achieve, then how on earth am I going to give you one stock out of 2,000 that trade on the ASX every day, mm. the actual stock that is right for them? Mm. So inevitably, once they think about this question about whether it's growth or, or income, then they say, why is that important? Well, I say, well, look, look at a roadmap. You look at a roadmap, it looks pretty. There's straight lines that go in all different directions. They go left and right. You've got signs and all that sort of thing. But what makes a roadmap come alive is actually when you have a destination. Mm. Because once you've got a destination highlighted, then all of a sudden the map comes alive. You can see, right, I've got to take this road. Oh, there's roadworks here. I can go. I can take this right, get off here. I can actually save some time. If Who's I driving this bus? Well, inevitably, it's you. It's all, all of us. A lot. That we, we are yeah. the best managers of our own money, right? Mm. So we're the ones that ultimately have to make the decisions for us. We're the ones that have got to be educated. We've got to get the roadmap. We've got to know where our destination is. And then you can find partners such as Lincoln Indicators or others to assist you on the path of actually being able to achieve what it is your God, objective to, is. To me, that's just a light bulb moment is finding people that, that, that understand this mm. and that can help you. Yeah. Uh, firstly, identify those goals and be able to put you on the right path. Yes. Self-education, buy, beware, you've got to educate yourself. Absolutely. But you've also got to have the time to be able to do it. And that, I think, is where a lot of people get stuck. Yeah. It's not a priority. Correct. And look, uh, it's one of the things we've built in our business, um, just to go back to what we do at Lincoln Indicators. So be it either a managed fund investor or an investor who's through Stock Doctor, the DIY product, we invest a lot of time in the education of our members so that, you know, they understand the implications of not only being in, in investing in, in the share market, but understanding the value of being in quality, you know, quality businesses. Quality mm. is the underlying determining factor. And ultimately, the one thing we don't want is a client calling us up saying, what do I do now? Because inevitably, if someone asks themselves, what do I do now? It's probably already too late. Mm -hmm. Having mm -hmm. a well-formed investment strategy plan, be it either doing it yourself or having someone do it for you, is essential and key. So it can mm -hmm. block out the noise, stop the emotions from making you make bad decisions, rash, rash decisions. Mm -hmm. You know, they're bad mm -hmm. in business, they're bad Reacting. in investing as yeah. well. You know, having that cool head, that calm rule book, as it were, that stops you from overreacting and hurt, getting yourself hurt, which in the share market, to be honest with you, is where it's seen as being risky. Well, isn't it a long game though? Where you're looking at, you're looking at, you're, it's you're reacting be. with property, with business, you know, you're looking at a longer game. And that, that's to me where, where sometimes the confusion is. Yeah, absolutely. Put a little bit of money in, the market dips, I've lost money when they're not thinking five, five to 10 years. I start a business that's not profitable in two years, am I doing the right thing? You've got to think five to 10. Correct. So you're, you're saying another, um, thing I've taken away from today is you're saying that the number one asset class is a business to really create wealth um, you do that through a business or yes. your own business yes. which means investing now yes. investing in your own business Got to do it now. better people yep um, strategy thinking process um, vision why purpose invest 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 in the number one asset class, your own business. Mm -hmm. If you don't have your own business, you need to find other businesses to invest in. Correct. Hence the share market. That, has, that are successful businesses. Of successful course. businesses. Correct. And you must have a process for doing that. Yes. If you don't have a process and you don't have the time, the energy, the inclination, you need to find someone to do it for you. Correct. Which is hence a fund. That's right. Invest yeah. the time to find or someone. other vehicles. Yeah, correct. Similar invest vehicles. the time to find someone that will invest in a way that you're comfortable with. I like it. I like it. Hey, last question here, Elio, and I, I appreciate this, um, your time today. 
very, very, very valuable, I think, um, for myself and I'm hoping for the people that are listening. What is the one wealth question that we don't ask that we should? The one question, seriously, and it sort of goes to what I mentioned a little bit earlier, the one question is, why am I actually doing this in the first place? What is my investment objective? Now, once you understand why you're doing something, then the options open up in front of you. If you're, if you're investing in order to create a passive income in the future from which uh -huh. you can derive in uh -huh. your retirement to be able to live the lifestyle of your dreams, then you can make proactive decisions today that'll get you to that point. Okay, so accumulation, transition, retirement, what phase am I in? But is it the name of the game passive income? Mm. Given the currency is time, it's finite. It's often something we take for granted. The passive income, um, the ability to sort of make money while you sleep is the old, yeah. the old concept. The ability to choose what you do and when you do it. Uh, I don't need to work. <laughs> would be great. Oh, if you love what you do, you don't anyway. No, so no, we no. both love what we do earlier. Correct. So it's so not we work. work. We're always on. Yes. <laughs> uh, there are elements we don't enjoy at times. <laughs> but, um, so the, is passive income the name of the game in terms yeah. is that ultimately, ultimately where we should be going as an investor call a passive income call a performance exactly that is why we invest and the question then becomes it's not in the achieving of performance we all want the performance but it's then what do we do with the performance because if i require that income immediately say i'm a farmer for example and farmers have very uh you know uh, seasonal incomes sometimes they earn a lot of money but then sometimes the money disappears well you can use the share market and other asset classes to assist you in order to generate the income during those quiet periods if you're in accumulation phase you know head down bum up working mm. as hard as you can in your own business well for you it's accumulation any passive income that you're earning or performance you simply reinvest back into the investment growth. vehicle that you've got growth or income. growth and then, and that's right, growth mm. or income. Mm. They're the two main objectives of why mm. we invest. There are some people that are saddest and just like investing in the share market for all sorts of weird reasons. But the majority of reasons why we invest is either for growth, so that is the growth of the value of our capital over the long run so that you know it becomes a much bigger pool tomorrow than what it is today, or income to generate an immediate return in the form of dividends in order to fund our current and particular lifestyle. Basically, understand what you want to achieve and then you can get in the right mindset as to what decision you need to make. Because if you've got no idea why you're doing it in the first place, you're gonna have absolutely no idea what stocks you're gonna pick, which will lead to perennial underperformance and just um, you know, sheer neglect. Isn't that most people? Unfortunately, it can be, mm. but you can actually make small steps to not fall into that trap. Mm. It's actually a lot easier than what people think. People think you need a, a PhD like Dr. Lincoln, for example, in mm. order to master share investing. But no, you don't. All you need are the right tools to invest a, a minute amount of time in yourself and understanding your objectives and then making the best decision based on your partner who you decide to hand your money over to that you trust in order to understand that they've also got the same objective you're trying to achieve. Mm, I like it. Mm. Very sage advice, Elio. Thank you for your time today, Elio. Hey, where can we, where, if we want to educate ourselves or the listeners want to educate themselves, where do they need to go? Yep. 
go to lincolnindicators.com.au. So uh, we are an Australian-based company. You can even come in and see our office in Melbourne. We're on Collins Street, so on the corner of Collin and Queens. Or call us on 1300 676 and we'll be more than happy to take you through what products may very well suit your particular stage of life and where you're sitting at the moment and how you wish to engage with your share portfolio. Because let's face it, if we're serious about wealth creation, we need to have a share portfolio. So the next question is, how do I manage it the right way? And mm. possibly we might have a solution there to help you. Okay, awesome. So you have the solution if they want to do it yourself. Yep. Or if they don't have the time, the inclination, the discipline, then there's the fund option, which Correct. is actually um, yeah. two funds based being on done for them. Correct. Two funds based on either the growth objective or the income objective, and both top-performing funds, I'm proud to say. Very, very top-performing funds. Elio, thanks for your time today. Thank you, Trey. You've been listening to Not For The Average Podcast with Trent Leishan. Trent is Managing Director of Boom Sales, Australia's number one sales training and development company. If you'd like to accelerate your own sales growth and profitability, go to boomsales.com.au. Thank you.